Welcome to episode number 138, Image and Sound. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. Brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. Visit bl3ssed.com to get blessed. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. Alright, you are now tuned in to the Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I'm here with Gabe, Heck, Manny, Goose, and Josue. This is Image and Sound. In this episode, we have special guests, Josue, Laura. We cover topics that range from movie industry, filmmaking, music, creative processes, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes by Robert Altman and Chris Evans. Guys, if you're new, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to download and subscribe. We drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure. Kicking things off, man of the hour, Josue. Thank you for joining us, man. I appreciate you coming through. Uh, we are here at 105 Market Street, Bristol, PA, at Miguel's Riverside Barbershop. So, for those of you who do not know, I had a video out that we put out called Try Harder. And the man sitting to my left put this bad boy together uh, very quickly under very tight timeline. And he made it happen. Um, so, for those of us who do not know who you are, uh, let us know who you are and what you do. Hey, what's up, man? Uh, well, first, thanks for having me. Absolutely. And it's a really nice barbershop. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so my name is Josue Lora. Um, I'm a filmmaker and I'm also a hip hop artist. Nice. Nice. Um, all right. So how did you get into the whole filmmaking thing? Did it collide with the hip hop scene or how did that all work out for you? Um, I, I was 15 and I got like my first job and my first paycheck. It was like 500 bucks. And yeah. I went out and bought a Canon. Yeah. Um, and my mom never let me out the house. Um, like I lived in the Dominican Republic and I moved here when I was eight. So until I was about 16, she literally didn't let me out the house. So I would just watch HBO all day, literally like <laughs> 10 hours if I was home all day Wow. and MTV. So I was like fascinated by uh, very cinematic music videos. Nice. Like I would dissect them. I would look at them. I would literally, it would be like my, my pastime. Yeah. Um, and then I loved music. So when I was like 16, 15, I got like my first camera and I just wanted to film um, and I wanted to make my own music video. And I didn't have the money to pay anyone yeah. because um, the people that were charging were like either expensive or they sucked. Yeah. And I thought I could do it better. Be- <laughs> <laughs> and I was like really picky because I grew up watching like these really high end like videos like since I was a little kid. Right. And um. I think actually it started with my uncle now that I like really like put it into perspective. Yeah. My uncle could watch a movie like once and he'll know the words. Oh, wow. Like wow. he knows every word to cast away, like, wow. like line by line. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. My uncle's like 42 and he sits there and he watches Shark Tale, Shrek, all this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like a big kid and he knows it word by word because in, in Dominican Republic there was like, all right, well, what are we going to do? Like. There's cable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I, grew, I grew up with them until I was eight. So I think, like, I got my start with him. And then when I was at home, I just would watch, I guess, movies, HBO. Like, I watch everything on HBO <laughs> and MTV. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's how I got my start. And then I wanted to create my own music videos. 
So when you were 15, what was your first video? <laughs> what did you first put together? I put a music video together for like my best friend. Okay. Um, and we're still like really good business uh, business partners now and friends. Uh, the video sucked. It's still awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it sucked, but it was like it had the look I wanted, like the colors, okay. because okay. I always like was fascinated uh, with with colors. Okay. So I managed to get like the exact color I wanted, and to this day I still like the color. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, this dude put a black and white video for me. <laughs> oh, that's too good. Um, that's awesome. So so it kind of collided together then, right? So you're um, hip hop artist. Were you rapping, singing? What, what, what were you doing, or what were you attempting to do? Uh well I'm I'm I, I rap okay uh, when people hear that there's like always like oh okay <laughs> <laughs> but every everything's in Spanish and I'm actually working on my second album nice. oh nice uh, yeah and I'm actually really excited for it um I have like a bunch of really cool people working with me on it yeah um and I'm doing like a small tour uh through Central America wow, so wow. that's dope that's cool that's cool so what is your like creative process what does that look like if you're sitting down putting music together. Um, when you're rapping, do you do you have to hear a beat? Do you put the whole you know uh, the lyrics first, and then like what's your process with that? Or do you just have like a story that you want to tell? Um, it, I really just write, to yeah. be honest. Like um, again, since my mom never let me out, um, I would just write a lot. Just <laughs> 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 molded him. No, it was cool. Like I didn't mind right, it. Right, like right, it's right. not like my house was a dungeon or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but I would write a lot. Um, and even when I was in school, I would write a lot because I thought like. The classes were stupid, to be honest. Like, yeah. I remember taking, like, trig, and I'm like, and I asked the teacher, when am I going to use this? Yeah. And she said, when you're trying to find the cosine, and I was like, could you, like, name a, like, real-life application where, like, unless I'm, like, building a house or whatever, <laughs> when am I going to use this? And she couldn't tell me, so I would just sit there and write, like, all day. Yeah. I was like, I'm still I'm a really good writer. So really just comes from, like, writing, uh, like, ideas. Uh, okay. Just thoughts. I I'd like to say it's thoughts, views, and feelings. Yeah. Or even now, it could be like a conversation we might have where it's like, oh, this is a cool barbershop. And then you're like, yeah, it started because of so, so, and so. Or like the guy that just walked in, it might yeah. be like, I wonder what his story is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. like let's write about it. Like maybe yeah. I, I run into this guy, seemed kind of strange. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just about thoughts, views, and feelings. Yeah. Um, so I, I just start writing. Um, and then after that, I try to find music. Um, I'll get people in to come play arrange stuff um i work with different producers um as far as filming it it's really a feel like like yeah. the colors mainly i i think of colors okay when i think of film like with you i asked you um what look did you want and you said black and white and i'm yeah, like yeah. okay so so kind of dark inspirational and then from there i start like um looking at other videos uh kind of like for inspiration or just to see what worked for them yeah and what could possibly work for me um, but yeah, I mainly start with like colors because I think colors like uh, represent a feeling. Um, and then from there, I just start piecing everything together and I write some more. <laughs> yeah. So how do you choose like the beats? I know you say you knew people. Um, I know me going through the process of uh, putting the motivational album together. Man, coming across beats is, is just wild. Either you either need to know somebody or you're going to pay a grip for good stuff. I mean, you could pay real low end um, you know, mm -hmm. money for some beats, sure. but they're just not up to par. Um, well, I'll tell you about, I, I released one album and I'm working on my second one now. The first one, um, I worked on it for a long ass time, like all the way from when I was in high school until I graduated. And I was like my second year of college. Wow. That's when I released it. Mm -hmm. 
at first it was like we were just like stealing beats on YouTube, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. We, we had like no money. Uh, we didn't know what we were doing. And then we just kept meeting people um, through the works I was doing like in the community. Um, I just kept meeting people in Trenton, um, people that produced, people that played stuff. I, I did this one show. Like, I almost stopped doing the music stuff because I'm like, oh, this is probably not going to make me any money. It, it's fun, but, like, I should start thinking career moves, which was, like, a dumb idea, to be honest. Yeah. So I, I went to Philly. I signed up for this competition called PHL Live. Okay. Like, I'm like, all right, whatever. I'll try it. Like, if nothing ha happens, like, within the next year, like, I'll, I'll just stop doing it and I'll just focus on film because I'm making money doing it. Yeah. Um, so I actually got, like, selected as one of the finalists. And we didn't win, but I met this guy, Rosan, which we're, like, really good friends now. Wow. This was five years ago. And, and he started, like, booking us for shows. Oh, wow. So the, the catch to the competition was you needed to have, like, a live band. And I was like, what am I going to get a live band? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I made, like, I talked to whoever I could, and we got to, together a band, and, like, we kind of sucked. But that was, like, besides the point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. no disrespect, guys. I love y'all. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we put it together, and then Rasan like, started booking us for shows, and yeah. then we like, kept getting better. And I'm like, why are you booking us for shows? Like, you're, you booked Calle 13 like, last yeah. year. Uh, if yeah. you guys don't know who Calle 13 is, like 28-time Grammy Award winner. Yeah. Wow. Uh, wow. Wow. So these were like the caliber of people he was working with, and he's yeah. like, oh, I like you guys. And I'm like, there's nothing I can offer you, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, I'm not bringing people to your shows. Uh, like... The band is in the tightest. We just like, threw this thing together. Yeah. And then he's like, no, like, I see something. And then after that, we just started, like, getting different arrangers. He actually connected us with a lot of people. Okay. Um, we actually linked up with this guy from, from New York. Well, he's Dominican. His name is Ache. And he linked us up with some of his producers. And it's this one guy uh, based out of Argentina. Okay. Uh, we just, like, asked... I sent him like drafts of like all these beats I stole on YouTube and I'm like, hey, we want something like this. And, he, and everything he sent was like perfect. Like we loved it. Yeah. And he did everything. And this guy is like a genius. Like he plays everything. He was just like, all right, what do you need? <laughs> if you need me to rearrange it. And that's how we got through the, the first album. We kind of had to like almost produce it ourselves and play with different things. Okay. Except when we worked with him, he sent us everything like done. Uh, so we kind of like, I guess, had it like get our hands in production it was like yeah. a bunch of youtube tutorials okay. <laughs> <laughs> i love it the yeah. new age teaching right youtube yeah and then this album i've actually been working on it i dropped my first album in 2016 and i'm dropping this one in may um i did another show um in philly and i met this guy ivan barrias and he was like the the keynote speaker it was like a kids award show or something i forgot what it was but whatever long story short um He's, like, talking, and I just grabbed his card, not knowing that he, like, sat on the Grammy board, and he was, like, the president of the uh, wow. Recording wow. Academy. Wow. Wow. Uh, this guy had, like, 24 Grammy Awards under his belt. Um, if you guys know uh, Music Soul Child, yes. Yes. he produced their first three albums. Wow. 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 And like, then, that was a good lucky card to grab, huh, bro? Yeah. <laughs> yes. And, and, like, it was weird because he called me, right? Mm -hmm. And it took me, like, three months to, like, even get a hold of him, like, hitting him up back and forth. And he's like, no, nah, I'm interested. I'm just busy. Like, I'm in Hawaii or something, like, yeah. with the Grammy board. <laughs> so he called me one day. And he talked to me for, like, an hour and a half. And I'm like, like this is kind of weird. Like. Again, I can't offer this guy anything. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm used to people, like, not even holding the door for me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and he's, like, giving me advice, like, on what I should do. And I'm like, well, I'm like, word. So, <laughs> so then he invites me to his house. But that took, like, a year. He's like, oh, we should meet up. And then, like, a year later, 
He's like, oh, yeah, I'm free now. I'm sorry. Uh, I was going through all this with the, the Grammys. So we sit, and he talks to us for, like, seven hours. Holy smokes. What? And he's wow. like, he's like, oh, I know I'm probably talking your ear off. You want to hear beats. And I'm like, bro, like, <laughs> you're telling me exactly how you, like, got to the point where you're at now. And then he's like, all right, grab whatever you want. Like, grab any beat you want. And then I'm like, oh, my God, like, my days of, like, stressing over, like, music because I'm not, like, the best producer or whatever are, like, gone. Yeah. Wow. So then that's how this album came to be. And then we played with some more stuff. We, we uh, Gas Lab, the guy from Argentina, sent us some stuff. Um, I got a little better at, like, arranging things and knowing exactly what I want. I did another show, and I linked up with these guys, uh, Trap Rabbit from Philly. Okay. Um, these, these guys, it's just two guys, but they sound like a, like a six-piece band. Uh, wow. <laughs> the, the drummer is, like, amazing, and then the guy on keys and synths, he, like, they sound so full. Wow. So they did some recordings with us. And again, they're like, oh, we want to do a show with you guys. And we're like, we can't offer you shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, why? And they're like, oh, you guys are cool. We like the sounds. And we're like, word. So they came down to my studio in Trenton. And they were, he, one of the guys was actually there last week. We were like finishing up one of the songs. And now they're our backing band. Wow. wow. Really? Yeah, wow. yeah which awesome. is dope. So yeah, that's how <laughs> that's how the, the music comes Holy to be now. So, all right. So two things. What's the first album called and how many tracks were on it? The first album is called Teoria, and was it 10 or 11? 11 tracks. Okay, okay. And there was features, or was just... So are you part of, like, a just a group, or is it just... Is this a solo album? Is how it work? Well, the first album was a... I was in a group with my buddy Peter. And this album, we started it together. Um, and then just for creative differences, like, I'm the one that's, like, finishing it up. But he's, yeah. on, he's on, like, 70% of this album. Okay. He's like my brother, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he just has... I don't know what he's up to. <laughs> I, yeah. haven't, I haven't really spoke to him about music in a while. Um, but yeah, we started it off as a group. Um, it has 11 tracks. It has one feature with this guy from the from Dominican Republic. His name is HST. Um And he's like really big in Mexico, which... I didn't think that would like matter so much. But like after looking at the Spotify like hits... Mm. Like... Over eighty five percent of it came from Mexico. Wow! Oh, wow. Like, not even my friends were playing it because like they could care less. They're like they went to high school with you. And then we I'm went to high that's school. That's how you. That's how it is. Yeah. yeah, but he like he's doing like festivals out there. He's like on on TV and if in Central America TV is like big. It's not like here. Like yeah. like your grandma and like your mom and everyone like watches TV heavy. Like yeah, yeah. but young kids do as well. So he's like. On, he does like a bunch of shows over there. I don't think he's gone in a while, but he has like a solid, I guess, audience. Okay. I think that was the, yeah, that was the only feature aside from the producers. But that feature got us like knowing to know other people. Yeah. And then on this one, this new album, we have, uh, I'm waiting on a verse from this girl. Her name is uh, Carla Carmona. She's like, she just sung for Hamilton in Puerto Rico. Oh, wow. 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 Yeah, and she's, like, really well-connected. She opened up for Beyonce when she went over there, like, a few years ago. That's awesome. And then I linked up with her through Rosan. And then there's this other kid named Contramarin that's, like, sending a verse as well. And he's, like, really well-known in Guatemala, which, again, is just touching, like, pockets of, like, Central America and yeah. stuff. Since it's, like, oh, yeah. in Spanish. That's, like, what my, I guess, my strategy for this album. Mm -hmm. Or, like, whatever music I continue creating. It's just collaborating with somebody, like, in sections. So, if you touch every section, eventually, like, at least a few people will know you in each, yeah, in you each section. Yeah, you build the fan base. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Because so like they're going to bring their fan base. Now, all of a sudden, they can become your fan base. Yep. Um, so, so, how does the whole tour work? And, and, and what, do you owe this guy something who gave you all these beats? I feel like... 
Uh, or what was his expectation out of this? I, I don't know if it'd be mad if I tell you guys, but he actually didn't. Uh, as far as money, like I sat there and I and we're like he talked to us for like a good eight hours. Like we left his house at like three in the morning. Wow. And then he's like, all right, I'm gonna play you the beats. And I'm like, okay, before you play anything, like, what's this gonna cost us? Like yeah, yeah. we never discussed payment. Yeah. And he looked at me and he said, you can't afford me. Wow. wow. And then he's like, just grab whatever you want. And then we'll like discuss, um, I guess, royalty distribution yeah. uh, when, whenever you guys create something. And Sheesh. it was like a more than fair like rate. Yeah. Um, and I asked him why. And he's like, what you mean? And I'm like, again, like I'm used to people like not even holding the door open for right, me. Right, right, right. Let alone like giving me things. And yeah. He's like, well, we're Dominican. Like I was you yeah. once. Yeah. And then he told hmm. me the story of how he of how he came up he would go to like beat conventions yeah and he met uh dj jazzy jeff that was like his mentor in the mm -hmm. 90s that's and awesome. that's how he like yeah. got really good and he told me the stories of them like running around with Della, um like looking for for albums to sample and Damn, that's yeah. so, so he <laughs> said somebody helped him out he said why not pay it forward yeah absolutely yeah. So you so you have a date on this bad boy, but you're still waiting for. How does that work? Is that like put? Does that apply Stress. pressure on them? They're like, guys, you guys, you know what I mean. You got to send something my way. Um, um, well, I have a date for me. I okay. Don't, I, ideally, like it's pretty open. But, okay. But I feel like it's been so long, and it's like you know, it's it's a timing thing. I, at least for me, I have a date. Like I want to release in May. Yeah. Um, and I tell them if they send it or not, cool. If they don't send it for this album, we'll work on something mm -hmm. in the future. Uh, but I have to keep it moving. So, so are, do you have plans for like music videos for this album? Because and here, here's why I ask this: uh, well, obviously, because you're a filmmaker. But have you ever heard a song right on, on the radio or whatever? Then you saw the video and it totally destroyed what you had in your head. It could be both positive or negative, but just something. Most of the time, for me, kind of ruined it because I had like this, like uh -huh. you know what I mean. I mean, as far as other people, like, I don't think that that's ever happened. Like, I think of, like, my own video. Mm. I, I could probably, like, get images, but, like, I, that, never, that never really happened. Matter of fact, yeah, it happened once. And it happened with, like, the <laughs> J. Cole, the, uh, what's the last song he did? Uh, Not Middle Child, is it? Middle Child. Yeah. So he released, like, the video for Middle Child, and I thought it just didn't fit. Okay. Because I was envisioning, like, something, t like... When I hear the song, I think of something else, but it's not like I was thinking of like a visual. Yeah. Um, that was about it. As far mm -hmm. as my own stuff, um, again, I think of colors first. Okay. Like, sound has colors. Like, even when like your mix engineer or your mastering engineer, they're like, okay, do you want it bright? Is it dark? Yeah. So then that like helps me like put together whatever visual I'm trying to create. Yeah. Or even what I'm saying is it like a happy song? Is it bright? Daylight? Is it dark? How okay. dark? Hmm. So is there a theme to this album? And what would you try to capture if you did a music video? Uh, yeah, the, well, the name of the album is Morir Soñando, which uh, translates into Die Dreaming. Mm -hmm. And it's also a really famous Dominican drink that a lot of people don't know about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it was like a play on words where it's like the cup is like either full or half empty because it's like the drink, which a lot of people are not going to get. Uh, but it's also Morir Soñando, which is like Die Dreaming. It's kind of like um, almost like coming of age. Um, again, it's just stories um, of where i'm at or where i've been the last like three years or where my buddy who's on most of the songs has been in over the last few years and it's hopefully people like them hopefully they enjoy it hopefully they get something from it if not at least they listen so so what's your um what's your goal for promoting and marketing is it, do you have a strategy behind that now i know you said incorporating specific players into the album so 
you can go on this this tour or I don't know if, if you have the tour already planned mm-hmm. um, what, what's your what's your strategy because um, a lot of this stuff is obviously homegrown and organic um, well yeah one is like collaborating with different people from from different pockets in Central America I actually missed uh, one of the features his name is Asento he's like just featured on this guy's album uh, his name is Visitante okay. which is the producer for Calle 13 Oh, wow. Okay. So he released the album, and this was one of the features on there. And he's like, he does a lot of, like, films in DR, like, really big films, which is, it's like... interesting. Yeah. yeah, which is, like, bridging the gap between yeah, music yeah. and film again. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, looking, I'm, like, this guy does, like, a bunch of films over there. And he has, like, a solid audience. So I just hit him up on Instagram one day, and he, like, decided to do it. So I'm, I'm using that. I'm filming all the songs I have with people from different places. Um... And then it's, it's like social media marketing, the, the basics. But I'm, I'm more doing, uh, I want to do as many shows as possible. Yeah. Just for like that interaction, just meeting people. Um, I feel like that's still like the strongest way to, I guess, interact with people or, or sell your brand, if you yeah. will. Like Absolutely. you could do social media all day, but if, nobody, if people haven't seen you, it's not going to be as strong of a connection. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Definitely. Um, it's hilarious that you say that. Um, and, and, and very important at the same time because when we first started off with this show, we didn't have anybody. Nobody wanted to be on the show anyway. Right? <laughs> I wouldn't have wanted anyone on this show. It was a disaster, right? Um, and we kind of went backwards where we were trying to push ourselves to be something just to get recognized. We didn't know it was, it was our first time in the industry. We we're just trying to figure it all out. And to reverse the roles, here we are, 138 episodes, three years later. Congrats. Yeah, thank you. And now we have, like we said, we've had guests for six months straight now, right? And now it's picking up on a whole other level where we're getting invited to events. We're getting invited to like their businesses, their, um, you know, their their things that they got going on, and the mm-hmm. connections that we're making is wild, right? At first, I'm like, did we do this backwards? Yeah. But we didn't. No one was going to listen to us regardless. I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, we had our cousins and you know our friends listen to them. Like, great show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we talked about nothing. Mm. Um, but I find it more fascinating and interesting touching base when we have a guest. It's kind of like you're, you're putting your, your face out there. Um, that's huge for anyone, you know, trying to get started in any industry is making those connections. But... The other thing is you had the guts to reach out to people. You had to reach out, you know, shake a hand or grab a business card or yep. meet up with somebody or stay communicating with someone who didn't hit you up for a whole year or whatever it was, yep. go to his mm-hmm. house in a whole year. Mm-hmm. And it got you, how many tracks again is on this one? Uh, this one would be 10. So 10 whole, and we know how much Beats calls now. Yeah. Very like, n- no offense, but it, I mean, for what we could afford Beats. So I know these, these can yeah, be, you absolutely. know. You know, if you're getting like a, a Kanye, Kanye went from like a whole like, you know, $1,000 to, oh, his beats are $250,000 now. It's like, I don't even know how you even range that at all mm-hmm. or <laughs> what, how do you even put value on that? It's just wild. Um, but just seeing the development, what lessons, you know, do you think you learned from that first album that you're going to apply to this one? Um, I think the biggest lesson would be like timing. Like, um, I lost a lot of, like, I've gained a lot. And mm. for me to be 24, like, I've, I've done a lot. Not to sound like braggy or whatever. <laughs> um, but, but it's it like, would, I'm awesome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, not really. I, I found myself um, talking to somebody for, like, visual work. And then she asked me, like, what have you done? And then we talked for 40 minutes. And then she's like, you've done a lot. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit, I have. Um, I, I think time. 
Um, like that album took me a long time and I was like being picky. I was trying to perfect it. I wish I would have just released what I originally had mm. and then just kept growing from there. Mm -hmm. So as far as this album, I'm not rushing at all. Um, I've been working on it for like a really long time, but I'm, I also can't sit on it because yeah. it's, I'm losing opportunities. I lost a bunch of opportunities with the other album, whether it was because I didn't put out a video on time or I didn't contact this person back on time or I didn't send them stuff in on time, stuff like that. Um, and thus it's just not, not being scared yeah. uh, to, to like do things myself. It was like some people were like, oh, you can't make your own videos. And I'm like, why can't I? And, <laughs> and then I did it. And then they were like, my videos are better than like, some other people they're paying five thousand bucks for. Yeah, that's crazy. So, so um, yeah, it was like let go of fear and and just uh, timing. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. It, so you're meeting this person, whoever it might be, grabbing a car for the first time. What's what's going through your what's going through your mind? Like, are, are you having the conversation? Like, do you know this person? You just grab it and you just start a conversation. Wherever it goes, it goes. Um, I mean, I always approach it like. Everyone's a person. I, I never have, like, in the back of my head, like, I want to use this person for this. I, right. I feel like a lot of people do that. And I go to this conference with my buddy Rosan every year. It's called Latin Alternative Music Conference. Right. And they have, like, the biggest acts in, like, Central America performing. Like, people I listen to. Um, we actually performed there two years ago at SOBs, which was, like, I, like it shocked me. And, like, I felt great because we, we were going, like, after people that i like really listened to and i felt like our set like stood up to theirs not saying it was better but it was like oh wow like we thought they were gonna like blow us away and people right. were gonna be like who are these guys yeah um but when i go there i always look people up of course i do my research right. um like if the head of if the president of sony is the one doing the panel and then the president of cd baby is doing the panel or th this was this was actually a panel and then it was the the head of like marketing for Hennessy was in the panel. I'll look them up. Like I'll just type in their name and see, all right, what do these people look like? Because everyone's networking. Um, I, I knew Henny like wouldn't, I wouldn't approach that guy because I'm not trying to get sponsored by Hennessy. I don't drink sure. <laughs> like I'll drink uh, alcohol here and there. Um, so that's when I like do slight research. But other than that, it's everything is like, like just how we're sitting here is like, hey, so what do you do? Uh, same as I asked you guys, or I asked you. Yeah. I said, hey, so what do you do for work? Um, I think that's for me. It's better because it's you're not like, if I don't feel like a leech or something. Like yeah, I'm like yeah. just out to get someone to help me with stuff. Right. Um, and that's everything we've done has actually been like that. Hmm. So can you? I know me and you had a conversation when we were shooting um, my video. Uh, and we're talking about, you just asked my brother, like, what he does for work. You talked about that time where you made the jump um, from doing filmmaking and, and music full time. Can you, can you talk about that time? And, and it, was a, it was a little of a mention of your friends not kind of following suit. And you're just like, why not kind of thing? Um, it, it's actually, it just, yeah, it's a year now. It was like a year and one month now. Um, I hated my job. It was like, stressful i was like barely making any money yeah i was making a lot of money filming i wasn't making the same amount there mm. um and that was actually i was actually losing money filming because i had to be there mm -hmm. so after <laughs> i think uh after a while i was just like i would call out whenever and they're like you can't call out and i'm like i'm not asking you <laughs> <laughs> so it's, like, you. it's like i'm not coming <laughs> in i'm telling you so you could get somebody <laughs> and they didn't like that. <laughs> so it was like, oh. How did that feel? How did that feel when you just finally was like, you know what, forget it? 
actually i got like really mad at like one of the supervisors i was like extremely like aggravated and i found myself saying like some not really nice things which i've never really done i've never like approached anybody like with like that much anger Mm. and then i went home and i was like yo did i just curse this guy out like this guy was like a police chief whatever (laughs) not not that that's like anything but i felt like i disrespected him right although like he started whatever it was and like i definitely had like my reasons to feel that way and i still like back that up but I, i just didn't feel good like i'm like under no circumstance should i be like so angry to the point that i walk into your office and i'm telling you all of this so I just called out for like four days and then I just emailed like the supervisor and I was like, hey, I'm not coming in. This isn't for me. Thanks for everything. And then that following Monday, I just, my studio, I shut it down and then I got another space, um, a nicer space, a smaller space, but it worked more for what I wanted to do. Um, I went out, I got like a bunch of gear from like everything I had saved. And then I was like, all right, I'm doing film full time. So oh, wow. it it, it was scary actually. It's like, mm-hmm. all right, what if I don't get like work? Like, who's gonna pay my rent? Yeah. And then I called my dad and I asked him. And like me and my dad haven't like never really been close, but that was like the first time he was just like, yeah, like do what do what you're good at. Like that's what everyone should do. Mm-hmm. He's like, just leave. Don't don't think so much about it. You'll be all right. And that was it. Yeah, that was it. But that like helped me feel a little better about it. Like, I wasn't scared after talking to my dad. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Wow. So, um, let me ask you, your filmmaking, your music, wh- what inspires you? Where do you get your inspiration from? Uh, just regular life. Um, as far as, like, a lot of the songs, like, I go to Dominican Republic a lot. I visit my grandmother. Yeah. So, a lot of it is inspired by, like, the culture over there or, like, the differences in, like, in cultures over here. Yeah. But just everyday life really like even this this yeah. this could be like i could go home and think about it and say oh that that was cool like maybe i'll write whatever comes to mind um but yeah a lot of it is like stuff i see feel or whatever it could just like even be like a smell like in dominican republic i go to the market and it's like mm-hmm. i kid you not i like almost threw up walking through like one of the parts and i'm like why does it smell like that and and i'm like this should be illegal and i'm like it kind of is illegal over there and then it's like you think of a topic and it's like the and like the differences in like i guess hygiene or whatever or like poverty over there that's why it smells that bad because of whatever reasons yeah, stuff like that that's crazy. so so are you um in or how are you influenced by um the the hip hop scene here in america versus the hip hop scene in south america mm. I, I don't really like a lot of hip hop to, if that sounds like crazy, right? <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, most of them. Yeah, I don't like. It. I, don't like it. I, I, to me, a lot of it is like a lot of the stuff. I'm like, this is corny. And like, mm-hmm. all right, you slept with this person, you have a car, like you have money. Like, we get it. Okay, mm-hmm. next. Um, and, or it's either like the '90s is great, like yeah. rapidy rap, and it's like mm-hmm. okay. To I just like to create. Like I don't like to like be putting like. Or just have, like, a genre be, like, you have to create this kind of stuff. Or, like, this has to be it. Like, if something comes out, it comes out. If, if it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, as far as being inspired, I, I guess I just... I, I don't know. I just listen to, like... I guess the flows would be, like, the, the main thing. Because yeah. that's, like, the attention grabber. Although some people don't say anything. But it's, like, all right, I'll give, sure. it, I'll give it to Migos for, like, you know. Like, does, I, I'm actually, like, impressed. Like, or even Young Thug. It's, like... 
that that's cool like that that swing that they have although yeah. like they might not be saying much yeah like, yeah like i'll give it to them and it's like, all right and then central america i'll give it to them for like even um for having like a lack of resources m many times and like being able to create these things yeah or or being able to do the research themselves and and knowing so much about hip-hop like it i speak to people and they're like oh do you like this person and i'm like no I don't even know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, how do you? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I think I'm just inspired by like, um, just the ambition that everybody has and their different, I guess what everyone could bring to the table without like judging everything. I love it. That's the Rotated Views podcast. Um, literally. So was there like a big name in South America or Dominican Republic specifically uh, that everyone just rocked out to? Like, Goat, historically speaking, in the States, you could just say, obviously, you get the Biggie, the, you know, the Tupac. Was there, like, a big name like that that everyone's like, yo, he's the man? As far as hip-hop or just music? Uh, either or. Uh, yeah, I, I like to think I, I like to think of just music. Like, I don't yeah. ever like to, like, put, like, the box on, like, when people ask, like, what kind of music? And I'll tell them, like, Julieta Venegas, that's what I'm listening to. They're like, who? And yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think the man would be Juan Luis Guerra. Yeah. Uh, like, like if somebody comes to mind, I think he's like yeah, he's pretty. Good. He he actually released an album with. Um, he produced this guy's album. Vicente Garcia is okay. like the guy that was like under his wing. Okay. And I was like super excited because I filmed him like two years ago. No way. Wow. Yeah, and I was like, yo, I love this album. And then my buddy Rasan, he's like, oh, I'm booking him. Uh, we're gonna start a series called Image and Sound, where okay. we're gonna interview all these artists I'm bringing. Nice. And like through that, I've been meeting like. Are like huge artists that I like love, and I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah, and awesome. every time I'm like, someone pinch me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, would, I would say Juan Luis Guerra. Yeah, yeah, by far. So, so with the increase of technology, right? Is there is there an art form? Do you feel like there's a piece of the art lost, whether it's filmmaking or making music? Because a lot of people say it's like, oh, back in the day, you know how hard it was to get a beat. Yeah. Now you have Pro Tools. Now you have all these engineered. Um, tools basically um, e even with the, the cameras that are on our phones people have produced wildly great videos mm -hmm. I mean maybe not in your eyes but mm -hmm. for it to be a phone is no, pretty I, impressive I, I've, I've seen some stuff I'm like yeah. oh wow that was on a phone that was yeah. on a phone so do you think that dilutes it or that, that brings a little bit more you know a little bit more to the table I don't think it added or it took away I think it's yeah. just a different form of like creating like as things evolve, we're always going to have different tools. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, some people like to say, oh, this is cheating or whatever. If you think it's cheating, don't do it. Like, leave it for somebody else. Does that make it easier for, like, somebody to get into it quicker? I don't, I don't know if it's easier. Um, because, like, if you don't have the talent or the passion or sure. the drive, at the end of the day, that's going to show, like, Absolutely. you can have all the tools in the world. And we do, really, like, yeah, right now. And, and there's still people that make bad work. Sure. And then back then, there was people that created crappy stuff great stuff like i i don't think it's like adding or taking away i just think it's it's just tools and yeah. it's like just different mediums i guess for for people to I like it just takes away the, the barrier of entry uh I, I don't think it takes it takes that away or even adds again it's just like like how i start i start writing which is like the most basic form sure so i think everything just starts with an idea and like no computer will ever like add or take away from no, that definitely. yeah Oh, so you, you literally write, not write like type or like text. Oh, no, I literally phone. write like on a piece of on paper. On a piece of paper, okay. Like, I carry a physical calendar with me because I don't like to like 
put things on my phone. I'm the same wow. way. I got, yeah. I got, I have my last three years of calendars in my back backpack. Word. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. I just can't get into it. It's like, yeah, I've lost one one time. I found that like a week after. <laughs> But I was moving, and I'm like, I should probably use my phone. And I'm like, yeah, nah, I don't like it. I don't know. I completely <laughs> lost my wig. Two, was it two weeks ago? Two weeks ago, I yeah. lost my calendar. Uh-huh. There, and everyone's asking me, like, your written calendar? Like, what our moms used to use? Yes, I lost my calendar, and I was losing my mind. I had the whole house upside down. I could not <laughs> believe it. And it was in the exact place where I thought it was. Um, I just, for some reason, <laughs> I kept missing it when I was looking for it. <laughs> um, that's awesome. All right, so so... I know, you know, my project was kind of one of those things where you kind of took on last minute. You just, um, we had a, you know, a mutual friend uh, or associate. Is there projects, not saying that you would have turned my, my project down either way, but is there projects that you just turned down or ha- have, have you been in that situation where you're like, yeah, I'm not doing that? A thousand percent. I'm, yeah. I'm actually about to turn one down uh, today if this guy keeps calling me. Um, that's not good yeah i'm I'm working with this guy he actually he he texted me at like 4 30 in the morning like back to back and then i couldn't sleep and i'm like dude like yeah like i know we like we have an agreement that you yeah you're breaking and it's like it's 4 30 please don't text me asking me when i'm gonna contact this person to interview them yeah which i'm the filmmaker like you play your role yeah uh but absolutely when people aren't organized um and and they want to like i guess not play their part and like blame it on you i'm like look i'm not doing it um i don't need your money you could be paying me as you be paying me fifty thousand bucks and i won't do it because at the end of the day you're gonna end up bad mouthing me it's gonna cost me stress anything worth causing me stress is not worth it sure um and yeah i i've learned that even working with friends it's like if, if we have a, a disagreement or something like our friendship is not worth getting yeah. messed up over this so I, i'll i'd rather turn projects down and some people i don't know some people get offended like they think because you turn something down they're like oh he doesn't like me it's like mm. no i can say no we could go like hang out or something yeah. like it's it's totally fine like, <laughs> like like i just don't think we'd work well together yeah and you should respect that i actually respect people telling me no more than them saying yes and then doing a bad job and and my father taught me that he's like you either do it or don't do it but you don't do it like halfway sure. mm-hmm. so if you're gonna mm-hmm. do it halfway or if the other person's gonna do it halfway just don't do it mm-hmm. so so as far as what you've done thus far, what has been, what, what do you think has been your most memorable moment? As far as film or music? Either way. I'll give you both, let's say. Okay. I really like the SOB's performance when we did LAMC. Like, that, I, I think that's like the best we've like ever sound, sounded. Uh, so I think that was like a, a really good highlight or even linking up with Ivan. Yeah. Um, and then for film, let me see. Uh, yeah, filming Carla Morrison, uh, which she's huge. If you guys are listening and don't know who she is, you'll love her. Yeah. Um, and Vicente Garcia have been like the highlights. It's huge. Yeah. Um, what is it about the presence of actually physically being on stage that gives you the rush? Is it people were repeating back your tracks and that they know you're getting that love back? Or is it just, yeah, I don't know. What, what is it? What do you think it is? I guess to me, it's just showing people like exactly like giving them a piece of you and who you are, because I feel like and I'm guilty of it, too. Uh, A lot of times we like we like to create these whatever assumptions about people Uh, we want, like 
homie over here told me he's like oh i work it and i'm like oh this guy probably like is into computers he goes home he's on his computer right yeah. like like <laughs> these stigmas. are like yeah stigmas yeah. and i think like when you're performing and like you're giving people your art that's kind of gone because hey i'm giving you this like yeah. this is the purest form i could say this is me um so to me it's just that it's just showing people like exactly who you are what you have to offer is there like setups that you look for uh when it comes to like equipment wise when you're you say you say no right and you let's say for example you pull up to you know stage and their their equipment is just not up to par or um because there's 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 people who we listen to their albums we went to their concerts and they're street trash and I don't know, it could have been them or it could have been the equipment. It could have been a lot of things, but it just sounded like trash, dude. I was just staring around like, we paid for this. Well, I, I've owned my own studio for the last six years. Yeah. Um, so you're picky. Be, yeah, I'm super. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm extremely picky. I'm like yeah. weird about like even um, being filmed because I'm like, yeah, can I like review it or can I help you set up? Like if I see that it's like, <laughs> and then there's like, uh, I don't know about that. Yeah. Um, so do you need to see the pictures that I just took of you for Facebook? <laughs> not, not at all. Not, you got not, his Oprah on. <laughs> not at all. But um, like if it, if it, if there is somebody who's like, oh, I do this professionally and they like they don't know what they're doing, I get kind of like weirded out and, yeah, I, and like yeah, yeah. I like immediately I'm like, let me help you. I like I don't want to bash them. I'm like, oh, this is what I know, and maybe you can learn from that, and maybe I can learn from what you know. Right, right. Um, so I like to think about it like that. Um, and then as far as albums, I'm extremely picky. Yeah. Um, as far as like music, mm-hmm. so I just own my own stuff, and if I do hire somebody, um, and I don't like something, I just say it. But I'll let I'll, I'll make sure I hire people that are like open minded because you don't want to ever work with somebody who's like, this is what I do, and that's it and that's all you're getting if that's the case a lot of times i just don't end up working with that person like i might see them and we might hang out but as far as like creative works i probably just won't do anything so so what happens though when you go to you're doing a performance and their their equipment's just like oh boy or you just bring in your own stuff no matter what um if their equipment's like bad i it, it depends what kind of show if it's like nobody really showed up it's like hey we'll we'll have fun whatever like yeah. if the mics are bad we'll do it without mics like we're here to we're here to just have fun. I, I try not to let that get in the way. If it's like the person messing up the show, I just go, hey, I know this. Maybe you teach me what you know. I'll teach you what I know. And hopefully we create something great together. Um, if the person is like and ask something, then it's like, all right, well, we don't have to play. Yeah. <laughs> like if it, it, it rarely gets down to that. But like if it does, it's like, all right, well. We'll just hang out and watch whoever else is performing, but we'd rather not because we don't think it'll help our image or, or help us progress. But more nine times out of ten, if it's like that bad, we'll just do it without any yeah. like mics and whatever. So I don't maybe you can enlighten us a little bit when it comes to um, tracks and, and I don't know or I'm sorry albums and the performances. Um, I know certain you know artists have like a DJ who's uh, they're in alignment as to what order they're going to play certain things uh-huh. and a thousand percent of the time it's not in the order the album comes in it and uh-huh. it, what is the science or what's the mm-hmm. thought behind this because it drives me crazy because you know how you listen to an album yeah, straight yeah, through yeah, yeah. And you're like already i already know what next song is coming uh-huh. on and they start with some other of some stuff on another album that they did previously mm-hmm. <laughs> what is the thought process behind it i always wanted to know well if i'm playing performing with like trap rabbit uh our live band it's like what feels better like how do they yeah. play how do they like interpret it um but yeah it's really feelings like it's like all right we want to come in strong we want to keep this mood going and it's like okay 
we might not want to perform this one. It it really to me is really is like a tempo thing. Like you want to yeah. keep people engaged and you want to like I guess keep this vibe going. Yeah. Like vibe vibes is like a big thing now. Yeah. I I think that's really what it is. Is like keeping the vibe going. Like you don't want to play five slow tracks back to back and yeah. then everyone's like <laughs> at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's at the bar. Yeah, like and then they're gone. So yeah, it's kind of like the mood or whatever. Yeah. And a lot of times like the album track list might not um i guess mirror that got you um what what happens when um i don't know like you you know how like i see this from from comedians when people start walking away what happens in your mind is that what you're trying to do how how can we retract and kind of get this party going again or is it as a mess you up that has to mess you up and uh, mess uh, with you not mess you up but maybe mess with uh, you and you got to take notice if people are turning the other <laughs> way like yeah that's not that's not for me i mean yeah i mean it's happened like if if people aren't feeling the music for whatever reason it's like all right next track guys we'll cut it yeah <laughs> yeah like whether it is because we're all spanish they don't understand it whether it is we went up too late and they just want to go home whatever the reason is i don't i don't like to think of oh why are they leaving like yeah, yeah. like i don't ever like to think about that it's like all right they're leaving um we are we need to do something to engage them sure um or we just need to or we just been up too long and like we we've lost them and that's all right so learning experience um really it's just kind of like feeling the crowd like and i i guess it's like are do we want to like just have fun or are we like there to like just keep people there yeah so a lot of times it's like all right well it's kind of late we'll just do three tracks because people are probably gonna want to go home yeah um it's just feeling it. It's yeah. like being in the moment, I guess. Yeah. Um, so so last week we had a, a, a gentleman by the name of Mr. Hype. He was here talking about the, specifically the hip-hop scene. Um, and he was talking about the status of it and, and, and current state. And he was talking about a lot of it, unfortunately, has to do with someone's image. Um, and a lot of times they get clout just off the image and then their music could be basically trash or it would just be average or whatever versus, you know, somebody who's wildly talented and no one knows of them. Yeah. Um, how, how do you how do you manage that? Um, how, how do I mean, I think it's just like. I don't know, like I feel like if somebody's like really talented and like nobody knows them, I think that's just. I don't I don't necessarily consider it a bad thing. I just say, look, there's like a lot of room for improvement. So it's actually better. Like you can touch all these markets. You're already great. Yeah. People just haven't heard of you. So you just need help. Um, it's not like, oh, nobody's heard of you. You should quit. No, you're really good. You could grow. Sure. Like um, aside, I think that's better than the guy who sucks and everyone knows who he is because <laughs> after a few years, <laughs> like he's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This person has like the world ahead of them. They could they could blow up they could continue doing it for as long as they want even if nobody listens to it they just have to make that adjustment and either get some proper management invest in marketing they, they but they have to be be willing to do it as well yeah um, I, I, it happens with me like um my first album like not a lot of people heard some of the tracks like they went to the one with the feature on it and then we released the video and then a bunch of people came and listened to the album okay. because like they saw his face and we were like filming and then they were like oh they did a video and then i started like investing in marketing i started going to the latin alternative music conference i started emailing people stuff like that yeah but then i would um i'll be filming and i'm like in quad studios i'm not gonna say the guy's name but it's like this 
this guy's like basically like a clown like he's like the social media hype everything that's going on yeah like this is him like <laughs> he's on stage with soldier boy doing yeah. like the the soldier boy clownery sh- <laughs> 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 and then it's like you see him like getting jumped like he just got out of jail all this sh- yeah wow. and but the music is garbage right yeah, yeah. but he has like 1.2 million followers yeah, signed sure. to whatever epic records but yeah. the music is garbage yeah, yeah. I I was like, all right, I'm doing something right. Like this guy, after five years, he's either gonna like J Cole said, be on Love and Hip Hop, or <laughs> <laughs> or like something's gonna happen. I hope it doesn't. I hope he like grows up or whatever. Sure. But but yeah, I'd, I'd rather take the guy that nobody knows who he is and makes great music, or the girl rather than the guy who's like huge and like the blue face guy. <laughs> yeah. Or like yeah. Uh, in comparison to who's like up and coming. Uh, Vince Staples is like pretty big, but like not as many people know who Vince Staples is, I guess, in comparison. Or like Vince Staples never had a song as big as Tatiana. Sure. Yeah. But I'll take Vince Staples any day over like any Vince Staples song over that guy's song yeah. because <laughs> Vince Staples could continue to grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he might grow some more, but it, at one point it's going to come down. Yeah. And like everyone knows it. Same as like 6ix9ine. As much as like you might like him or whatever or not like him, is like you knew at one point like his music was just gonna do this. Yeah, yeah. Even if you like, unfortunately, it. Yeah. yeah, unfortunately. So what what would you think or what would you say your motivation is with filmmaking, with 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 producing um, music? Either way, you're producing some level of art. What what's your motivation? Um, it's just exp- I guess to me it's just expression. Like again, like identity is like huge with me. Uh, too many people tell you like what to be um or even our parents like even from when you're little like they try to like even tell you what to dress like what to wear like how to dress like some people might think it's silly but like that's like a form of identity of course they want to like shape you into this thing sure um and like even moving here from dr going back and forth like you see how uh how people expect you to like almost be like this this certain person like Mm. i do a lot of like corporate work um and and I've been doing this contract for a long, t- for like eight months. Let's say I'm I've been doing this contract, and the first three months I showed up, I would go, you know, shirt and tie, very well dressed, and everyone would look at me funny, and I'm like, okay, uh, what is there an issue? And then the guy with like blue eyes, uh, blonde hair would walk in, looking like he just woke up, and like, hey, how you doing? And I'm like, all right. So what's going on? So after a while, I just like I'll go in and like a hat and sneakers, and like they give me the same looks as they did when I like dressed up. And I'm like, I feel way more comfortable wearing my my sneakers. I'm providing the same service. There's no yeah. dress code. Like I'm not required to dress any other way. This is me. You're I'm not a, the one getting filmed. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> I'm gonna be me regardless. Yeah, like exactly. you're the one with the issue, not me. Um, so yeah, I I guess it would just be sharing who I am, whether it's through through art, um, film music anything writing poetry yeah just like the authenticity of it yeah so like just showing people exactly who you are and what you have to offer basically Mm. for me that's awesome um all right in in parting parting words or or parting question um what's your recommendation to anyone trying to jump into the movie or filmmaking industry or the music industry who's who's young it's this this 15 year old you if you could say something to you at that age what would you say now whatever it is eight years later well i'll tell you what i'll tell you exactly what i did uh really short and maybe somebody will will pay attention i um i was a freshman in high school i got i signed up for this job for this um program in the summer upper bound 
they gave you like uh, it was called work study. They gave you a small check. I got a camera. When I went to college, um, I worked at the university, so the classes were free. Mm. Um, I made sure they had the best cameras around. To rent that camera is $800 for two days. I could take that camera out whatever day I wanted, and the class was 500 bucks for three months. So you do the math. Three months, 500 yeah. bucks. I take out that camera whenever. The class was free because I worked there. <laughs> I talked to the to the professor i showed him my work and he like he really liked me he told me don't even come to class take the camera out whenever you want well i really wasn't supposed to do this but i made money off of that equipment (laughs) (laughs) my my price went up uh because i would take out this equipment again 500 bucks for three months versus 800 bucks for the rental and then as i continued growing i just bought my own stuff so really i would just say use your resources uh those were resources that were available to me um, and all it took was like doing a little bit of research. Wow. And then as far as the audio, um, you, you could literally have a studio in your house. And again, it's just do the research and it's just trial and error. But just do it. Use your resources and just start. Stop being scared. Stop listening to your friends telling you it's going to be bad. Yeah. Um, it is going to be bad. Your stuff <laughs> yeah. is going to yeah, suck. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that's part of it. Right. Yeah. Like embrace that. So just go out, use your resources and go out and just do. And don't waste time. Mm. Nice, nice. Perfect. All right. So for our listeners who who, who want to connect with you uh, via social media, you know, you want to share your social media handles, websites, whatever you got going on. Um, I'm uh, my name is Josue, J-O-S-U-E, Laura, L-O-R-A. Um, if you type that in, you'll see me everywhere. That's about it. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. We'll wrap this bad boy up with two quotes. The first one's by Robert Altman. Filmmaking is a chance to live many lifetimes. And the second one is by Chris Evans. The funny thing about directing is that you have your own opinions, but it's a collaboration. Directing is a group effort. Even though you might think something works, the smartest thing you can do as a director is try and weigh the opinions of the people around you. All right, so there you have it, folks. Image and sound. In this episode, we had special guests, Jose, Laura. We cover topics that range from movie industry, filmmaking, music, creative processes, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes by Robert Altman and Chris Evans. Awesome. Guys, thanks again for joining us. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Huge shout out to our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. That is BL3SSED.com. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, JimmyLeeVelez.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Rotated Views. If you have any inquiries or questions, email us at info at JimmyLeeVelez.com. On behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. Stay blessed. <laughs>